0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you'll listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 67th birthday today. Happy birthday, to David Hasselhoff! Wow, The Hoff is 67. Here's my today. question:
1: mm-hmm. When did we start doing this? Has it been a year? Because certainly you'll end up repeating. Who oh, I it's am. definitely been a year. Okay. Um, Do I get? I'm, eventually, we're going to notice that I've been the same person. I am person fairly
0: certain times. we. I am fairly certain that that we did this at the old studio.
1: I believe it. Like I said, though, I'm wondering if we've done the same people before. And
0: I wonder. Somebody go listen to the episode from <laughs> July 17, do 2018, this. and tell me. I do No, no, no. You need to
1: stop casually. No. no, no. no. Tweet. No. Tweet
0: at Max Thompson, no. and at no. DCTF. No. Uh, and let us know. Go listen this. to the uh, Wednesday. or it wouldn't, wouldn't be Wednesday. The July seventeenth, 2018, episode, and find out what Max's name was. No. Please don't. Why Please not? Don't. Well, you don't have to
1: do anything. But making people do stuff for I'm you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making It's July. You're not doing anything I'm requesting anyway. that. You can go do it.
0: I am doing something.
1: No, you're not. First four through the door. Josh Vandercook, Matt McSpadden, Daniel Agnew, Ruben Rios. What's up, y'all?
0: Powers is here. Hi, Powers. What's going on? Today is Wednesday. He's wearing a hat.
1: He is wearing a hat. Can't see him. You're, He's you're hiding beheaded. something. He's hiding well, something. Well, no.
0: Powers and I share a very special bond. Not only are we both named Greg, and not only do does nobody call us by our first name, No. but... Uh, we both are getting haircuts today, oh, so yeah. uh, I know. Are, we're going to go we're gonna go pain, together, too. But you didn't have to wear a hat. Yours isn't no, so the, no To my, that didn't, point of ridiculousness,
2: you didn't have to wear a hat either. You didn't have to wear
0: a hat. I'm sure your hair is fine. Is it gray?
2: I have some gray, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm getting it on the sides here. I'll
2: be 40. Oh, my God. Two Wednesdays from today.
0: Oh, oh, wait, play. you'll be on the – well, no, I won't be here. Too bad. We will have a show on your birthday. We will have a 40th birthday show. Anyway, happy birthday. Today is Wednesday, July 17th, 2019, 134 days. Until Thanksgiving, episode 786. 786, the hits per nine allowed by... C.J. Wilson in last Texas Rangers career. That's 7.86, not 786, though. He wouldn't be in the majors if he did that. On today's show, guys, uh, as we mentioned, Powers is here. We're going to do this week in Cruton. In the back half of the show, a couple of interviews from the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Convention. Uh, Garden City coach Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones. And uh, strong coach Dwayne Lee. Uh, we'll talk with both of those coming up in just a little bit. Uh, you, before we get into this week in Cruton, uh, we were having a conversation beforehand. You will be at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in Houston next weekend with us. Yes, uh, at the at the Next Level Athlete booth. Uh, but you've never been. I don't remember going mm-hmm. definitively. Well, it's a it's a sea of coaches.
2: It is <laughs> a uh, we're they gonna hit t- us with thirteen. If if you
0: wanted to put a gift into the mm-hmm. registration bag, was thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. That's uh, a that's a lot of coaches, uh, and they're all going to be there. And Step will play the Hey Coach game, where he'll just <laughs> yell Hey Coach, and see what happens. Uh, it'll be fun, and you should uh, you should hang with us. It'll be a good time. Yeah, we do a lot of hanging. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I mean we have got some work to do Fair too. Amount of hanging. yeah we got, yeah, we've got some work to do, to, to do, but it's uh but yeah. it's uh it's a it's a good time. Don't worry, it'll it'll be fun. So we're excited uh, to have you there. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Crutin. It's This Week in Recruiting with our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowersscout, and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at nextleveld1. Max is making a face.
1: The For some reason, the intro credits just started rolling. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Whatever. Timing's
0: off. Uh, I have
1: go. no idea why that has to happen. I didn't do anything. Anyway. They just started rolling.
0: Um, per use, per use, a lot of uh, a lot of cruton talk. A lot of a lot of cruton in the news. Curbing down a little bit though over the last couple wow. of weeks,
2: which it should be the way it is as we head into August.
0: It is imp- it would be impossible to have the same amount of news that right. we've had like the last three weeks. It's crazy. Uh, every week, so a little bit less, but still some big time things to get to. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Uh, let's talk about twenty twenty uh, cornerback Colin Gamble out of Argyle Liberty Christian. Um, had a, uh, went a little viral, yep. went a little bit viral. He posted a video of him uh, running a 4.36 in the 40. After a workout, he says. After a workout. Nice. Okay, that's fine. I see you. Um, obviously very impressive. Uh, that, I, I don't, we can't draw a straight line between it, but we tend to believe that uh, uh, considering Notre Dame offered almost immediately after he posted that, Maybe that did a little bit of good, but this is not the first offer he's had.
2: I can see the Notre Dame coaches sitting in their offices right now with hand timers clocking his Twitter 40-yard dash. And then picking up the phone. Right. (laughs) And be like, hey, Colin, you want to come play
0: for uh, Notre Dame? Which is what
2: I did, and I got pretty close to 4.36, so I had a little fun with it. Everybody could watch the video and the story and –
0: but what's interesting, though, is that he had kind of already named a top five, right. which did not include Notre Dame because nope. they had not offered. Now things may end up changing a little bit for Colin Campbell. I think
2: UTSA is going to have a really hard time oh, in this race tough. now. Yeah. UTSA made that top five. Uh, I think Texas Tech sits in a pretty good spot for his recruitment right now. He took an official visit there already. Uh, they've been on a pretty hot streak over the last few weeks on the trail. Uh, that's one to definitely watch. And then now Notre Dame. Uh, private school kid north of Dallas. I'd have to think that, uh, Notre Dame offers him something that he would want to seriously consider. Uh, he has mentioned that he'll consider that, but is it too late, mm-hmm. uh, in the process for Colin? Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but he's a really good kid. Uh, one of those ones who's kind of grown up right before our eyes when he first started bursting onto the scene, so to speak, I wouldn't have projected him to necessarily be a, the type of guy that gets this level of offer. Uh, but he's continued to improve his game year by year.
0: He is uh, he's an impressive uh, impressive specimen out there, yep. uh, uh, clocking in 5'11", or 5'10", rather, 175 pounds. Uh, a true corner there on the outside, and uh, you got to feel like Colin Colin Gamble of Argyle Liberty Christian is a name you're going to continue to hear from.
2: And Argyle Liberty Christian had a good season last year. I think they mm-hmm. went to the state championship game in TAP, so they're mm-hmm. definitely a team on the rise in the private school.
0: Speaking of teams that went to state championship games, uh, Commit of the Week <laughs> is a guy whose name we are pretty yep. familiar with, who's been featured on this segment. I think this uh,
2: is his third time. Yep. It's
0: uh, and we're talking about him uh, about a school that we've talked about a lot. Yep, Oklahoma uh, has picked up a commitment from Groover 2020. Call him a tight end, Jalen Conyers. This is a guy who played uh, receiver uh, for Groover last year in route to a state championship game, uh, title game berth. Uh, he will play quarterback for the Greyhounds this year. Uh, this is a small town kid who is plays very very big, not just because of his frame, six five two fifteen. Uh, But this is a guy who makes plays, a big-time basketball player as well. But he had offers from a lot of different players, but the Sooners end up nabbing Jalen Conyers.
2: And this is one that we've been back and forth on as far as his position is concerned. And we're going through the prospect rankings on DCTF to cement our Hot 100, which will be released very soon on the site. And we have switched his position to tight end, he's mm-hmm. committed to Oklahoma to play on the offensive side of the football, and that makes him the number one tight end in the state for the class of 2020, which is pretty, which is a pretty big deal because there's guys like Elijah Yelverton, who's committed to Iowa, on that list, Brandon Frazier, who's committed to Arkansas. Uh, the thing that I think Conyers brings to the table is his pass catching ability and athleticism. Overall athleticism, athleticism. as you mentioned, he's a great basketball player uh, and you can see that when you watch his highlight tape on the grid. And another thing to really look at when you're talking about Conyers and his fit at Oklahoma is I think he'll form a great one-two punch. With the tight end that they signed last year in Austin Stogner, who is a good pass catcher, but I think grows into be a more traditional inline tight end. Whereas I think Conyers is an extra receiver in that offense, and they can complement each other uh, in Norman.
0: Yes, he is. uh He's a big time player. I remember last year seeing a highlight, and I think it went it went kind of viral. uh It was in like a quarterfinal or semifinal where he flat-out hurdled a dude right. who was more or less standing up straight, yep. and it was unbelievable. But Jalen Conyers is, is a freak, and you saw him in that state championship game. I know he was bottled up pretty uh, pretty well by Mart, but this is a game-breaking type guy who is going to be an impact player for Groover this year. And obviously, uh, should he hold his commitment to Oklahoma, will be a player for Lincoln Riley's squad. We're talking with uh, Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. Let's get to our underclassmen of the week. To Lancaster we go, uh, a program not uh, shy about putting out big-time athletes. They got another one in their wide receiver, Magic, Rec- Magic Rector, M-A-J-I-K. I had to ask you how to say yep. it. I just want to make sure, but it is Magic Rector. Uh, and uh, he made a commitment this week to uh, to play for uh, for Kansas. This is a guy who is, I would say, a little bit undersized at the moment, but when you watch his tape, you can figure out pretty quickly that he he is he's almost a complete package. This guy is really really special.
2: He's very precise in his route running, mm-hmm. very quick uh, four .22 Pro Shuttle, so that kind of talks mm. about his ability to move in space. And credit to Emmett Jones, who the former South Oak Cliff head coach has done a tremendous job in the Dallas area of identifying top wide receivers and then uh, luring them to Kansas. And Magic is uh, next in line, and he plays on a Lancaster team that's just loaded with skill players. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Tron Jackson, Latrell Capels, um Trey Bradford at running back and I, I think I think Lancaster is going to be a they're going to be a tough out this year
0: they um, are and and they're they're a team that, that we're always interested in um love Chris Gilbert he's one of our favorite uh, coaches here at at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, last year I think was a little bit of a disappointment, uh, but you know not their not up to their standard. But they've got the they've got the playmakers. I mean, there is no doubt about it that. They've got the they've got the horses to run uh, there in Lancaster, and one of the big reasons why is Magic Rector, uh, the 2021 uh, Lancaster kid, is a uh, commitment to Kansas at the moment. Finally, let's get to our recruit of the week, our recruit of the week, and, and I have I have read more tweets yep. about this guy this week than probably any other recruit, and it's Syridge defensive end Vernon Broughton. Bro- Broughton? Yep, okay. got it. Vernon Broughton. Um, I think a big reason why um, he was supposed to commit this week. Monday. He's, Monday. He's pushed it back. Um, kind of indefinitely. We don't really know, but still could, could, could come. Could come tomorrow. Could come I mean, tomorrow. The, the, I'm, we're, we're
2: thinking it'll probably be this week still.
0: He's probably the top defensive end in the state.
2: We have him rated number one. I he's mean, it's, a, a, it's an interesting year because you have – in the top three, Vernon Broughton, uh, who could play defensive tackle, too. Mm-hmm. You're talking about these jumbo-sized DNs now who could also play on the interior. Uh, but most of them are looking at schools where they can play that 3-4 edge position. That's basically a defensive tackle, yeah. um, but it's considered as a defensive
0: end. But the thing for me, that, and I think the reason why I've read so many tweets about him, is because... It seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have your finger closer to the pulse than I do. It seems like this is a flat-out Texas versus A&M recruiting battle.
2: Ohio State's done a good job to make a push and keep themselves in the mix, but I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to Texas versus Texas A&M. We're also behind the DCTF Hot 100 Mm -hmm. uh, 2020 rankings. We'll be pushing out a story of the top 10 uh, predictions on the uncommitted prospects in the state. And... A little preview of that is I do predict that Broughton will end up at Texas, Mm -hmm. and I think that he'll be a really good fit in that defense if he picks there. But I think either Texas or Texas A&M can show him a clear path to success in both of their defenses. Absolutely. So that's why I think those schools make the most sense. He also seems like a guy who would like to stay closer to home, but I'm a big believer when it comes to recruiting – Watch what they do, not necessarily listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. And he's taken a lot of trips to Austin, and he's a lot of, had a lot of action uh, on social media throughout his recruitment uh, in regards to the Longhorns. And I think that they've just done a tremendous job in, in his recruitment overall, from start to finish.
0: Two other news and notes in the uh, in the recruiting dump. I, 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 we would be remiss if we didn't mention that um, yep. Jahari Rogers, uh, the Arlington core turback, yep. who likely profiles as a cornerback in college uh, made his pledge to Florida this week. That seems like a really nice pickup for, for the Gators who don't do a ton of recruiting in Texas, but, uh, but sure reeled in a pretty big fish here.
2: And they beat out Texas Mm -hmm. for Rogers's, uh, commitment. And they've, they've been making strides in Texas because you have another guy in EJ Smith at Dallas Jesuit, who of course his dad played at Florida that you want to keep a close eye on. And they have another defensive back within our top 100, Avery Helm, who's already announced a commitment to Florida as well. Uh, Rodgers is a good get for Florida. I really love his upside. You mentioned he plays quarterback in high school, but getting to watch him in the state seven-on-seven and in the state qualifying tournaments exclusively at corner Mm -hmm. – showed what he can really bring to the table because you can't put your hands on people in Texas whenever you defend them. And he locks down one side of the field. He's very aggressive, and he has the size and tools uh, that college coaches drool over when they're looking at a cornerback
0: prospect. And then before we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about SMU for two reasons. First and foremost, I want to talk about the commitment they got this week from... uh, we we slot him as an outside linebacker. I think Westbrook plays him at a defensive end, but Jay Bell, the defensive end from Beaumont-Westbrook, commits to SMU. Uh, he he led the team in sacks last year with nine. Um, he was all over the place. A guy who gets... He's a disruptor in the backfield. This seems like a really nice get for SMU. The other thing I want to mention to you, uh, am I overstating the Rashad Samples to SMU thing? I think that is a... Rashad Samples is, is leaving the, the Texas staff... Yep. Uh, to move to SMU uh, and Sonny Dykes' staff, this is a guy who he's the he, of, people may remember him from playing at Skyline uh, for his dad, right. um, uh, Reginald Samples, now the coach at Duncanville. But he has established himself, I think, in pretty short order as being a pretty solid hand on the recruiting trail. This is a pretty big get for SMU, right?
2: And Texas has done a pretty good job of making this in office staff position in recruiting the guy on their staff. Mm -hmm. They did it with Brian Carrington, and now they've done it with Rashad Samples, and Samples is able to move on to SMU to be an on-the-field coach, which I think is a great move for him. He gets to come back uh, to Dallas where he played his high school football. And and I agree with you. I think it's a huge move for SMU. They get a a young, energetic uh, guy who understands the recruiting landscape in the DFW and also statewide. Um, He's in very – in a very short amount of time turned his name into something big as Mm -hmm. it relates to recruits played a big role I think in helping Jaquindon Jackson find a spot in Texas Uh, was probably a huge reason why Chris Thompson has Texas towards the top of his list both guys of course playing for his father at Duncanville and now he'll be able to bring that energy to SMU and we'll see just in a short amount of time if he can do the same thing there I mean it's a it it is going to be different. It's Mm -hmm. way different recruiting for SMU than it is for Texas. Of course it is. Um, But we'll see. They have to keep the best Dallas players at home, Mm -hmm. and that's where it starts for SMU, and they've been behind that that theory over the last couple years.
0: Max?
1: Yes, we have a question for Mr. Mm -hmm. Powers, as usual, because people love this segment and they can't get enough of it. Andrew Christensen asks, are the private school kids tougher to evaluate as they may not have the exposure that kids from UIL schools do and the level of competition week in and week out may not be at the same level?
2: I don't know that they're tougher to evaluate. I would say the answer to that is no. Um, You have to evaluate kids based on their level of competition no matter where it is. You know, if you're talking about a guy like Jalen Conyers right. who we talked a little bit about playing for a small school in Texas, you have to understand when you're watching his tape he's not playing against uh, teams that are out there like Duncanville playing right. Duncanville versus North Shore. And that's the same way that you have to evaluate uh, private school teams. One thing that is different in private school than a lot of UIL schools is the depth just isn't there. So there's some opportunity there for some kids to step on the field when they may have not been able to at their UIL school. All right.
0: He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Powers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. And uh, I guess we'll see you in Houston, my friend. We'll do it. All right. All right. There he goes. Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Bye, Powers. Um, become a Dave Campbells Texas Football Insider. Texasfootball.com slash insider. Uh, so this is 100% true. Uh, when we get to Houston, and every every year, coaching school, the Dave, Dave Campbell's Texas Football editorial staff gets together. And we order a bunch of an irresponsible amount of food, and perhaps uh-huh. some beverages, uh-huh. and we we kind of plan out the season yes uh, like from a content perspective and I know we've got some very very big plans for the season for Texas football insiders mm-hmm. uh, including some great stuff relating to our data some 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 exclusive features for you guys podcasts etc um, if you want access to that plus two magazines the, the summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football plus the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, plus access to the archives all sorts of good stuff Text football dot com slash insider Texas dot com slash insider talk slower Greg <laughs> um, and you will get all that uh, exclusive online content for a year. Two magazines, 19.95 plus shipping and handling for the first year. 24.95 plus shipping and handling for each year after that. So save five bucks in the first year. Sounds pretty good to me. Spend five dollars on uh, on shoes. Last weekend we were at the, or last week rather. We could go tomorrow. We were in Wichita Falls for the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association uh, convention. Caught up with a number of coaches. One of them, a guy with big expectations per usual every year in Garden City, the head coach of the Garden City Bearcats, uh, Coach Jeff Jones, took a little bit of time to chat with us. Here's our conversation with Garden City Coach Jeff Jones here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in Wichita Falls at the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Convention here with the head coach of the Garden City Bearcats, Coach Jeff Jones. Coach, appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with us.
3: How are things in GC? They're, they're going good. No, going quick. It's been a fast summer, but uh, we're ready to start rolling. We're ready to get on the football field again.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm interested, you know, with at the 1A level, especially as a head football coach AD, do you ever feel like you have any sort
3: of off-season? Um. Not really, but um, uh, you know, I, I, it's kind of like uh, Coach Purcell was talking to us yesterday. He said he never worked a day in his life, and I kind of feel the same way. Uh, it's a, uh, it, it's just it's a fun job, and uh, you're just around kids and around sports all year long, and it um. Uh, there's really no no drag or anything like that. There's no grind to it. it. It's just a lot of fun.
0: You're entering your your fifth year there at, at Garden City. Um, obviously, you know, really good success over the over the course of those those four years. How have, how do you think you've seen this program maybe change a little bit since since you've been there?
3: Uh, they've just been very welcoming to me. You know, I came in and I never felt like a stranger uh, a day there. It, it, the kids bought in. Um, they're they're a great bunch of kids. Who worked hard for me and. Uh, You know the transition was so easy and I I don't know if we've taken it to another level or not because the kids in Garden City have always worked that hard and they've always been very good football teams and uh, they're very proud of the program and um, what we've just been able to do is continue it and it's been a lot of fun. You guys, last year another ten win season
0: uh, for for you guys. Um, obviously, you know there are big expectations every year in Garden City. This is a program with a lot of pedigree. Uh, overall, when you take a look at the twenty eighteen season, how how would you kind of characterize what you guys did?
3: Oh, last year was just a blast. Um, you know, we went ten and zero, and that's the first time that's been done since two thousand ten when they won their second state championship. That was a lot of fun. The community had such a blast. The kids are just so fun to coach. Uh, they're just such great friends off the field. And then, man, it was just a fun year. Uh, and now. 2019, you know, I don't know if you've seen the magazine,
0: we have pretty high hopes for you guys. I yes, think yes. you guys have a chance to be pretty good. Overall, when, when you take a look forward to 2019, what are you, what are you most looking forward to about this team?
3: Um, it's going to present itself with a bunch of challenges, in fact, because we're losing five starters on both sides of the ball. So that's uh, that's going to be a fun part is finding the next kids who want to step up. It's their turn. They've been waiting for this opportunity, and uh, I think that's going to be a fun process. Uh, we may have some growing pains here and there, but it's it's going to be a fun process.
0: Uh, when you come to an event like this here at the Texas Six Man Coaches Association, uh, uh, convention here in Wichita Falls what are you looking to get what what do you what what brings you uh, to an event like this
3: uh, I like listening to all the speakers I, I listen to I just like hearing about football I just love talking football and uh, if I can get one or two things from each each lecturer I mean that's that's the big plus of it um, I like coming in it's we still have the all-star game so I like going out and watching them practice uh, it's just a great event and just seeing a bunch of old friends and uh, getting together and you and uh, you start talking a little smack, getting ready for the next year, so that, that's always fun.
0: And finally, may, people may not know this, but before you were at Garden City, you did have a stop in Marfa. I did. Uh, we are big fans of that part of the world. Uh, how often do you get back out? Get, get back out there?
3: Uh, actually, I went out there this past year. I was invited to come speak at their graduation, so I mean that was that was real cool seeing all the people and. Uh, it's still pretty close. We run into them at some track meets and some things here and there uh, in the spring. So, but we, we love it out there. My, my wife and I miss it, and uh, I really miss the two a day weather. It's just nice and cool, and um, you know it, it's usually about sixty five. When in Garden City, we walk out at eight in the morning, it's ninety five. So, uh, I do miss that part of it for sure. But um, you know those people hold a special place in our heart, and and uh, it. It's always good seeing them when we, when we see them in the spring. Coach, appreciate your time. Best of luck in 2019. And thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: There he is, Jeff Jones, the head coach of the Garden City Bearcats, taking a little bit of time to chat with us at the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Convention and Clinic in Wichita Falls. Appreciate his time. Another guy we caught up with. So this is, um, so there are three people. Is that right? I'm trying to think. This is very good. There are three people, I believe, walking the earth right now. With all due respect and 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 um, love to W. T. Johnston, okay, who are back to back, who are reigning back to back state champions in the UIL, and we caught up with one of them at the Six Man Coach Association. You see what I did there? Here's our conversation with strong coach Dwayne Lee here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in Wichita Falls at the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Convention here with the head coach of the two-time defending 1A Division Two-State Champion, Strawn Greyhounds, Coach Dwayne Lee. Coach,
4: good to see you as always. How are things in beautiful Strawn, Texas? Oh, wonderful. They've been awesome this summer. We've had a great summer so far. Kids are working hard, so we're super excited. You know, I, I, there may be people who are watching
0: this who, who don't pay a ton of attention to, to, to 1A football and, and the real small schools. But as head football coach in, in AD, and I've asked a couple other coaches this, do you feel like there's ever really any offseason? Because it seems like one thing just leads right into the other.
4: Oh, most definitely. You know, we, we go straight from um, football to powerlifting, basketball, um, track. I mean, there's no, there's no time off.
0: So last year, obviously, another state championship, uh, a, a, a very impressive win over, over a very good fallout team in, in the state championship game. Um, now everybody wants to know what do you do for, for, for an encore, so give us, a, you know, I'm not going to ask you to give away your secrets, but uh, give, us a, give us a quick preview of how you think this 2019 strong team's going to look.
4: You know, basically, I think what we're going to do is, just, you know, the, the message we're trying to send is, one brick at a time. Just build a brick every day, you know, and hopefully by the end of the season we have a wall. And that's what we're trying to do. Just, just do the best we can every day. Uh, this is the team that you know.
0: The past two years, whenever we've seen you guys make these deep runs in the playoffs, yeah, you've had outstanding players. But the thing for me that's always stood out is it seems like you've got seniors who get it. Seniors who have who are the, those great leaders. Those guys who uh, who hold the team together. Do you feel like you have those guys in in your locker
4: room this year? Oh, most definitely. We still have probably eight seniors coming back this year, we were juniors last year, and. Um, the difference is strong that they understand they live it daily and they the, you know the the history even before I got there the strong football was there's a strong history there and um they 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 understand and they, they want to be a part of it since so when they when they're you know first graders and they 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 live it every day and they, and you know I think that's a big thing people don't realize that that they are football players and they want to be a part of the football team um
0: Give us, give us a name to know. You know, we've, we've gotten to know a lot of the, the big-time names for your, for your strong squads this year. Give, a, give us a name that people are going to know by the end of the year.
4: You know, J.W. Montgomery, most definitely. Um, Marco Lopez, he's, he's, he started for three years for us. He started on both teams as a sophomore and junior. And then, you know, I think the newcomer's coming out. He played last year, but his name's Alex um, Hernandez, and I think he's going to be our center, and we've we, we got a lot of hope for him.
0: When you come to an event like this here at the the Texas Six Man Coaches Association Convention, what are you looking to get out of this? What 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 brings you to, to an event like this?
4: You know, I like to listen to coaches, young coaches, see what they got to say, and actually, you know, we pick up a play here and there, and we, we you know, believe it or not, we do pay attention, and we kind of you know like, you know we, you know you know they don't pick up stuff from me, but maybe they pick up one thing, and if I can pick up one thing while I'm here at the clinic, it made me a better coach. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So let me get you in trouble at home. Um, can you give me like a quick preview of maybe the strong volleyball team going forward in two thousand and nineteen? Just apropos of nothing.
4: Oh most definitely. I think they're they're gonna they're upcoming, um they're working hard i feel they're excited <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course your your wife is the, the volleyball yeah. coach there um and, and finally you know when when we talk about a uh, strong football we we talk about you know the the hard-nosed uh, football you know wanting to be the toughest team out there how do you instill in that uh, that kind of culture in in these types of players
4: you know i think i think the culture where they're from is part of it i think everything we do you know from basketball lifting weights um how we approach things, I think that helps out a lot. Because we don't do a lot of, you know, tackling and hitting in practice because of injuries. We just don't have that luxury to have an injury. So, to be aggressive, we have to do other things to help instill that.
0: You know, you have mentioned it to me before that, that you grew up in the 11-man game. <clears throat> You're an 11-man guy who's a six-man convert. You know, just frankly, do you, do you, see, yourself, do you see yourself as a six-man lifer now at this point? You know what?
4: Um... Two years ago I had an opportunity to move, actually this year I had a job offer this year making, um, making probably $20,000 more and um, it's um, a buddy of mine, a superintendent called me, pretty much offered me the job, it's a 3A job, you know, actually a 2A now, but um, um, I've been 26 years in six men, one year not a head coach, 25 as a head coach, you know, not even 11-man not even or even a better six-man job. It's just where I'm at right now. I'm really happy where I'm at. and, and um, Not saying I won't be, you know, who knows, but opportunity. But right now I'm, I'm extremely happy. But The volleyball team will be very well coached. Oh, heck yeah. They, they, they better be. I'll tell you right now. If they're not, you know, we're going to have to get rid of her. <laughs> Coach
0: shit. Yeah, she- there he is, Dwayne Lee, buddy from Strong. Back-to-back state champions start the year, I believe, number two in Dave Kimball's Texas football. Um, we'll hear about it. Why that. do you hate them? Well, he knows. <laughs> he, he knows what he did. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. Did he say he was going to come to be in Houston? No, he's not going to be in Houston. No. That's too bad. We're just going to harass Gallegos. Yeah, that's fine. Gallegos <laughs> will be there, and we will harass him. Uh, anyway, thank you to uh, Dwayne Lee for taking a little bit of time for us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh,
1: a couple guys complaining about the audio. Your audio issues are your problem. On Facebook, that's on you, guys. I love it when you point it out, and I catch something that's wrong. I got bad news today. This is cranked. If it were any louder, you'd hear so much background noise that it would be bad. So, I think you might need some speaker upgrades or something.
0: Or you know what? Just come watch the show here every day. Right? Yeah. We should. We can set up some bleachers. We can set up bleachers. Bleachers? That'd be fine. I think we have a bleacher partner. Questions from the crowd.
1: Think we, we might have a bleacher
0: partner. We I just like know. put like a boom mic into the, into the audience. My wife was watching Ellen the other day, and uh-huh. they had a... they, yeah, they had got a boom mic that yeah. just hangs over the audience?
1: Yeah. yeah why yeah. don't we do that?
0: We've this show's a, exactly like Ellen. Yeah, we've got as much money as the Ellen show, right? Yes. Yeah, that's
1: why we're hosting it. We gave
0: away a book yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did give away a book. Andrew Christensen, your book is on the way. So is, by the way, so are uh, all the books that we said we were giving away like a month ago or two months ago. That Did we just not do that it? That Adam forgot to send, and I got a note about it. So I think, like, Guy Frazier still hasn't
0: gotten his book. We mailed that out, like, yesterday. Marcus Scholes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have Yeah, no freaking idea.
0: A um, well will machine around
1: here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it Annika Jones?
0: Yeah, Annika. Yeah, uh, she says
1: we're her neighbors now, and she'd like to come watch live. Yeah, come on You on. are certainly welcome. Yeah. You, uh, you are a longtime friend of DCTF.
0: You know that is right. Yeah,
1: you know a guy. Yeah,
2: you she knows. Know she she knows a guy on the show
1: yesterday. Yeah, she knows a guy. Ember um, Keith says, "Is that an invite?" Heck yes! If you want to drive all the way from Abernathy and come hang out with us for a day, by all means. I tell people when they come by, this is true. You come by for like the hour before the show. We usually have time to kind of like chat, mm. and then we do the show, and then it's very much like once the show's over, we do have to get back to work. Like There are things we have to do that afternoon, and I always feel bad because people are like, this is fun, let's just keep hanging out. And it's like, I would like to, except... Our days are very segmented. Contrary to popular opinion, we do actually have jobs that we have to do. So there is work that has to be done over that. But if you want to come hang out for an hour before the show, watch the show, goof off then, and then spend the rest of your day doing whatever, you are welcome. Just Mm -hmm. shoot us a note. Um, What was the other question? Oh, this is a... Jordan Angel saying, <laughs> he says, can you can you be like Oprah and give us cars? I would like a car.
0: Can you? My man, if we were giving away cars, you know who would <laughs> get car number one? This guy. I'm I'd a, say. i driving a Mazda
1: tribute. I'd say Kendall and Ishmael, but they both have newer cars than you and I. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. The, although yeah. Kendall got up. I don't know if Kendall can be trusted anymore because we found out that our operations director, assistant operations uh-huh. um Overlord yeah. uh, Kendall Iams the one who does the podcast intro if you listen to the podcast Um, she woke up and did a spin class at 5.30 this morning that's too early what kind of sociopath does that that's a lot that's Mm -hmm. a lot
1: I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to work out at night or at morning before the uh, convention because I hate getting up early like that that's the whole thing like when people Mm. say oh yeah I get up at 5.30 and work out before my day and they're like oh after that
0: I've accomplished so much what time does the exhibit hall close
1: five that can you get one in before dinner five yeah, and then
0: you go and then it's like you don't you, you like uh yeah. we're like lenny looking for the drinking time thing yeah. and it's like it's like if is there a gap between yeah. when that ends and drinking time yeah. um i don't know yeah we I could I, we could try it out but i do uh
1: rob hadaway saying uh we got the magazine cover and story got a little shout out during media days with Ellinger yesterday i think i believe nice. that's true uh Good. thank you sam yeah Andrew Christensen says, uh Ever any thought to having a six-man game for the season-opening games on Fox Sports Southwest? That is above our pay grade.
0: That is above our pay grade, but I have, I will tell you that I am somebody who has pushed for that. And I have said, you know, it would be really cool if you want, like, because one one of the things, okay, (laughs) Fox is obviously very interested in putting on a very good game. But in a lot of ways, with the Texas Football Days thing, the thing that they're looking for most is the scene. They're yeah. looking for, like, yeah. the classic Texas high school football yeah. scene. Yeah, And I've told them, I've said, look, you go to six-man and yeah. you can do it. Here is one issue, though. When you are doing an 11-man game, it is guaranteed to go 48 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's and true. And with six-man, yeah. it could
0: end... Immediately, and then, like, you plot out four hours of content, and you only get two, and then it's like, oh, well, we got to do fishing reruns for the next thing. So it's a little tougher. That's part of the reason why the six-man... why the six man games are streamed on on Fox Sports Southwest for the state championship games? Yeah, but uh, I have asked, I have pushed, and we are. I'm I'm trying very hard to get six man football out there to the masses. Nice. So there's that.
1: Uh, Amber Key says, "Well, she could just include a stop at Mary's uh, on the oh, way back, my which God. is just genius." That is why. Didn't just we? Genius.
0: Let me ask. Okay. Do you is is Strong, this is a dumb question somebody's going to yell at me in the comments. Yeah. yeah. Is Strawn past Abilene or before Abilene from the it's before Before? Yeah. Aren't we going to a game in Abilene this year? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's it's definitely on the table. Okay, just it's, sure. it's definitely on the table. Just we'd be we'd, we'd be eating like mid-afternoon, but that's fine. That's fine. No argument here. Yeah. Uh going to need that much time for a chicken fried steak to digest anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh Simon Mann with an interesting question. University of Texas to have either a 1,000-yard receiver or running back this year, yay or nay? I'd probably say yay to both. Like, not like a lot, like clearly. But um, I'd, I could say,
0: yay. I'd say, say
1: yay. I'd say yay to both. at
0: least one of those.
1: I'd say yay to both. I'll I'll be that Ooh, person.
0: Okay, I'll say yay to both. But, I, to, uh, to but again, one. I'm not saying like... I think Colin Johnson can go for 1,000. 1,400 a thousand, and right. 2,000. I could see know. Colin Johnson going for 1,000. I could see Count Ingram going for 1,000. Yeah. But I would uh, my guess is that they have one of those. Right. That maybe Count Ingram has like the a the 900. What I like it's not
1: a University of Texas thing. It's just harder for college football teams to lean on one running back like that yes,
0: anymore. Yes,
1: 100%. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Lehman confirms before Abilene if you're coming from the DFW uh, area. Good.
0: Perfect. Uh, and that's it. Cool. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Greg Powers and Max Thompson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for the 787th episode spectacular on Texas Football Today.